0: So, <laughs> I was talking about comic books very recently when we were at the podcast event, and one of the things I've always thought was crazy was that <laughs> you could always have, like, antithesis, antithesis? <laughs> of characters that are, like, the ultimate hi-hat things. And to me, the ultimate levels was always Superman or Batman. <laughs> hey, Matt, what do you think about that? Matt? Oh, really? That's what you think? Oh, okay. We'll cool. get back to you later. <laughs> He's on special assignment. <laughs> Still workers, y'all. <laughs> and it was just always funny because, like, I would, like, prematurely judge people based on what they chose. You know, if you like Superman, you're, like, a Boy Scout and you're a goody two shoes. But also, I mean, David's subject matter was just like Superman would love you, but he could never have sex with you because he would innately kill you. <laughs> this was
1: covered in a. Um Oh, was it, Jay and Silent Bob? It yes. was covered in a in it was a, a, Kevin a Smith. Yes. Okay, there we yeah. go.
0: Yeah, <laughs> But if you like soup, if you like Batman, he would have a lasting relationship, but would not give a fuck about you <laughs> because he was about your mission. <laughs> so you, you would have all the jazz, but none of the <laughs> anybody
1: that Batman. Look at the number of, of people in the Bat family that have had their lives completely ruined because of being around
0: Bruce. You know, it's funny. All the people in the Bat family don't have mommy issues. They have daddy issues.
1: <laughs> but Superman, to get back to Superman, I think um, Superman can deal with, you're right about the being the Boy Scout and how the caliber of issue and villain changed for Superman versus Batman. But Superman, I could see dealing with alienation. He is, well, I didn't mean that pun, but he is an alien. Step up. Um, <laughs> do you ever kn- do you know about the book Red Sun?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. About right. uh, g- going back into Russia and having the. And
1: well, yeah. <laughs> what if Superman landed in Russia instead of the United States? Or um, the book Injustice, Ooh. and if Superman became a totalitarian
0: tyrant? Yeah which is something that is brilliant, by the way. <laughs> Whoever thought of the, the, the idea for Injustice was amazing. But it, it's also very, you know, toxic trait of Trey back in the day when I would try to get people to pigeonhole them in a Batman-Superman scenario. It's like, hey, you know, that's great that you have all these thoughts about, you know, this thing, that thing, the other thing. But uh, let me ask you what superhero you like? <laughs> like, seriously. That's, like, classic nerd bullshit. You should not buy into that. <laughs> it's just so weird. Um, I used to do the same thing with X-Men. It like, So people just think X-Men is just, like, from the cartoons. But, oh, my God, there's just so many characters. <laughs> there's, like, there's more X-Men characters than there are Avenger characters and quite possibly maybe Marvel characters. But, And I remember I would think, like, hey, you're just like Kitty Pride. Oh, you know what? That girl, she's just like rogue. Oh, oh wait, you guys know Mark? Multiple man. <laughs> like,
1: just all these different things. And it's all like... J.B. Maddox was, was a pretty good concept.
0: Uh, I, I wish they went more places with it.
1: Well, <laughs> like, there, was that one, there was that one story where one of his multiples got
0: away and was, had a completely different life. You, you know, yeah, I always enjoyed the stories where like uh, he was hanging out with himself, <laughs> like you I know, know, just know like that. how we're hanging out with like your friends or I whatever. Would find if I had to <laughs> hang out with a
1: copy of myself, I would get bored. I would get annoyed really quick. Cool, like <laughs> I feel.
0: I always thought it was funny that Jamie Maddox would be like he would so like instead of going chilling with other people at X Mansion, like you know, Ice Man watching TV or Wolverine drinking beers, Jamie Maddox is hanging out with himself. <laughs> He just has all these multiples of him, like, I guess, I don't know, man. It'd be funny. You're playing, you know, Mario Kart, you know, four-player split screen, and it's all you. (laughs) And then you end up getting mad at yourself. (laughs) Playing
1: Smash Brothers, and then (laughs) you have to yell at one of your players to stop using Samus. (laughs)
0: It's <laughs> so there's a, okay we brought up Watchmen. There's an infamous scene in first of all, Watchmen has like some of the craziest shit in Watchmen. But there's a specific scene where uh Silk Spectre, the, in the young one, not the old one, but the young one, she's giving attention to Mr. Manhattan, and all of a sudden he starts touching her. And then another pair of hands start touching her. And then another, <laughs> another pair, pair of hands. hands start touching. And, before, and then she realizes there's like four Mr. Manhattans making out with her and, and sexually, you know, messing with her. And she starts freaking out. And, and then, then said, his <laughs> response is,
1: what, I thought you'd be – I thought you'd like this. Because he doesn't know. Like he's he's slowly losing touch with humanity.
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then like
1: a couple – not even – a couple uh, uh, pages later you cut to um, – Dr. Manhattan on Mars, sitting on a rock, looking at an old photograph, being all over time, seeing all spectrum of time as just being the same moment. And, he go, and he's just tired. He's just tired because he, he, he lost his last anchor to humanity, that, and, and he's completely disassociated.
0: See that's I, the can, I can
1: relate to. Doctor Manhattan sitting on that rock in Mars on, uh, on Mars. That's the one thing I don't thing, get
0: it. That's the one thing I do not like about the movie. They never go into that whole speech. He goes in towards the end, where about uh, astronomical miracle, or and I'm, no, I'm misquoting that. But. Wait,
1: when Doctor Manhattan is confronting Ozymandias, and then like uh, Ozymandias goes like, "Well, what are you going to do next?" And then Doctor Manhattan just. Walks and 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 disappears into the into the wall. And he goes, oh, I don't know. I'm gonna get, do whatever I want. Maybe I'll create a universe. Well,
0: the, well they ha- they kind of allude to that. But the part I was talking about is when him and Six Specter Silk Specter on Mars, and she's trying to convince him to come back to Earth to, to help them stop the whole conspiracy. And in the movie, she just she's a young girl that just convinces him really quickly. But in the in the comic, she convinces him by telling by convincing him logic of science about how each an individual person goes against the quandary of science because throughout the odds, each person is an astronomical miracle. How the odds of each person coming to life are totally against you, but yet there's all these people on Earth, and she tells him that. And it blows his mind because <laughs> he's never thought of it that way. And that's what brings him back. And it's all like – I always love that part because it's like, ha, I use science against you, you bastard.
1: This man who was able to pull his atoms back together is beguiled into into caring, giving a shit about humanity again.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. It's that, it's that great. And also the squid monster, amazing.
1: But, but to go back to that that scene when they're on Mars, like – He's – Manhattan at that point is so beyond the minutiae of everyday living because they – trans he transports her up to Mars and then forgets that she can't breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like – because he just – yeah, like I can do it. Why can't she? Oh, that's right. So then like snaps his fingers. But I, I really – I really resonated with Dr. Manhattan at that point where, like, he's trying. And so even though it's it's all um, orchestrated by Ozymandias, for Silk Spectre to move away from Dr. Manhattan, detach herself from him, because Ozymandias had to get the most powerful player out of the picture. Yeah, um, yeah, completely. And he's just... He's like, I don't, I don't understand humans anymore, so I'm just, I'm, I'm
0: done. That's what's so, to me, that's just so great about Watchmen. It's just that good pieces of art will have you questioning your abilities and having questioning things about in real life. And I remember specifically growing up when I first read this graphic novel, and I was like a teenager, and I remember it was like, you know, they were comic book readers, and then it was like, but have you read Watchmen? It changed comic books for me. <laughs> and, and I remember reading it and thinking Warshak was so cool.
1: And his his biggest flaw was that he couldn't change.
0: Yes. And then as I got older, I started taking all these philosophy courses, and I started taking all these other things, and I started reading college papers. And, and, and yes, I'm totally getting the minutiae about Warshak R- at the moment, but... One of the craziest things that changed my mind about a lot of things is that somebody said that he's the most conservative character in all of that book. And I was like, what? <laughs> that totally fucked me up at the beginning because I was all like, conservative? Huh? And then, and, and then I, and as I started reading the book and started going through more notes, I was like, holy shit. Sure. He is. Sees everything in absolutes. And, and I was like, holy shit, this is and like it blew my mind because what? I got all this stuff from a comic book. It made me question my own beliefs. It made me question what I thought was right. What it made me question about what exactly is right or wrong. What it made me question what's progressive and what's not. What and, and what is progressive in a certain point is that right or wrong? Like who's a villain? Who's not a villain? What makes a villain? You know, and and that's why that's why it's won so many Eisners, and that's why it's won so many things because it has all these hard thoughts in it,
1: and that's cool. are you? And I love a villain. My favorite villain is Doctor Doom, but is Ozymandias a villain? Because I mean, if you think about it, in the end, he he found world peace. He achieved his goal, right? Because what was it? that um, With that big confrontation between him and Al Owlman. Owlman's in the inner sanctum and they're in front of the TV panel, and Owlman says, you're not going to be able to get away with this.
0: What are you talking about? I already did it 20 minutes ago. I think it's so beautiful. And, and, and there's been so many things have been written about Alman as far as who he is and what he does. A lot of people consider he's the... The one person that he's the soul of the entire Watchmen book, Yeah. and so he kind of plays in between. Is like, well, are you going to buy into Warshack and in the old school? Or are you going to buy into Ozymandias, who's trying to bring on a new age? And the whole fact that he's a second Owl Man, yes, plays and, in that too. And
1: think about it too, where in the beginning, his character—I forget his actual, his alias, his his real,
0: yeah, yeah, person, yeah.
1: persona. But him and Silk Spectre are getting intimate on the couch in his apartment, and things just ain't working out for him, right? Like he's, maybe he's too much into his head. He—that's—that's that's a giant metaphor, where like he—he yeah, yeah. doesn't have his own identity because he is trying to live up to the previous ideals of the previous Owl Man, and. Then, like, I think, I think it's on the ship where he gets his confidence back.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he becomes, he's able to become his own person. So basically, younger Trey, this is future Trey talking to you. Instead of asking people who you should be their character, whether it's an X Men character, Superman or Batman, what you really should ask them is what character from Watchmen do you like? <laughs> oh, um, for me, it's easy. It's a comedian. He gets it. <laughs>
1: He understood. He un- he understands the cosmic joke and it killed
0: him. You know, sometimes the punchline will cost you that much. <laughs> Food for thought.
1: But if you were going to ask me the back go back to Superman Batman, um given the choice between the two, I got to pick Batman. Um we won't get into it, but watched the Robert Pattinson movie and which was a fantastic portrayal of the character. And um, the, after the movie, saw it with my partner and her eldest, and her eldest did a killer line. We're all just thinking in the car about what we saw and the messages, and then her eldest says, man, some, some men will just do anything except go to
0: therapy. You know what? I can't end it better than that. <laughs> I agree. All right, let.
1: <laughs> you just got your asses whipped by a bunch of goddamn nerds. <laughs>